Hey, everyone. Please welcome Andy Milanakis. Hello. Hey, I, I told you I was going to do a big grand intro. That was it. This is this is our <clears throat> first show that we're doing without Jamie. Jamie's in New York. I'm her permanent replacement. Yeah. It's Sorry, Jamie. Sad. Sorry you had to find out this way. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Everything's going to be all right. Well, look, we got, we all, there's going to be a week where I'm gone. So I hope you guys are okay with this. If not, yeah, we'll be all right. This, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going to be fine. Speak for the people. Um, so, yeah, we were just saying, um, Andy, you're, you're the first guest where we both know you, but from different mm-hmm. worlds. How do you know Andy? I forget how we, fr- I think we first met in the Jimmy Kimmel bar. Right? At oh, the did we? Oh, I don't remember that. I remember the fucking house with like Jay Muse and all them, and you were over there a bunch. I don't know if we were playing poker or if we were just hanging. I remember one night we did play poker <clears> and I <throat> lost a bunch of money. But mm. the, but there was one before. There was a, we played poker I think twice, and one time it was like fun and chill, and the other time I was out all night, and it was like. I showed up at like 3 a.m. <laughs> wasted and everybody was like sober and I was just yeah. dumping money. I want to know what your was, memories of him are. Well, that was a specific sober house though, except for me and my friend Maddie B. We smoked weed and we didn't, we didn't ever do hard drugs or anything, so it was cool, but we were living in a sober house with a lot of ex, like hardcore addicts. Mm. Well, now I feel uh, terrible. I had no idea. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, so me and Maddie had like a little designated room where we could smoke in and then... Uh, and then it was cool because there were so many people there, so many cars. Uh-huh. I think like maybe six people lived there. And I used to go to clubs a lot. Uh-huh. Every night I went to a club, I had a, this was before Uber, I had a fucking safe ride home because nobody fucking drank or did drugs. So I would just call like one of my roommates and they would scoop me up. Um, so not a halfway house, but it was just, it was sober a bunch living. Of, a bunch of for friends in Hollywood. Okay. Nah, I don't know if they're all celebrities, but somewhere like, Either like doing club promotion or, you know, Jay is a big actor. Like he, he yeah. was doing Jay and Settle Bob and all that shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember one night we had a party <clears throat> and someone just felt the urge to just not ask, not go in the bathroom, be discreet. They just laid out a bunch of Coke on the fucking oh. table in Oof. the middle of the thing. And then one of the girls who lived there, Jessica saw it and she was thinking about like all of her good friends who could possibly fucking relapse just freak out seeing it yeah. she just walked up to the table and went Ooh. and blew all of his coke on the oh, floor <laughs> that's pretty funny that's wasteful yeah mm-hmm. i think i think because i did i did jimmy kimmel i think when i was like 22 or whatever and i mm-hmm. think we went in the back bar to like have a beer before doing it and you were in there i think it was yeah. like I think I did it with like Zach Braff or something and like mm. people were just, you know, it was like that fucking parlor trick that you probably get sick of where like you're drinking a beer and everybody's bugging out, you know, like people were and you're like yeah. showing your ID to fucking people and shit. Yeah, I um for a while when I was I was uh, the guest announcer on Kimmel after he started hiring me for correspondent bits, I, I like I did a bunch of bits for Kimmel before even meeting him because I was there was he saw you on YouTube. Uh, it was or before YouTube. It was actually, we saw yeah. you online with the song. You made a, a Super yeah. Bowl song. Yeah, yeah. The Super Bowl is gay. The Super Bowl is gay yeah. song. Yeah. A hit song. And that went viral. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How long uh, did that take you to write? Yeah. Uh, it is all improv. It was just like <laughs> bullshit. Basically, I would always look for little things to you know do videos on, and it was a really early time for content creation and putting your own videos online. Yeah, um, for sure. So. I lived in Queens and I worked in Manhattan doing IT shit. So when I came home on the subway in Queens, I saw this lady with like a grocery cart 
full of little like cheap ukulele things. And I was like, oh, I can make a little video with this doing some stupid shit. And then my friend invited me to Super Bowl party and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about sports. So I made that song instead. And You just repeated Super Bowl is gay over and over, right? No, I, there well, like lines? there's more lines. Yeah, I started like naming inanimate objects on my desk that were gay. And there, there's a couple other like weird lines in there. Right, because I remember it, on Stern, he talked about uh, when he did Stern. <coughs> yeah. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel brought it up, right? Yeah, so Jimmy, when we were shooting the first season of my show, Jimmy's like, uh, I'm in New York on Stern. Uh, come meet me. I want to talk to you about like the show. And he kind of gave me some advice and basically told me the best thing ever. He goes, I don't care what the producers say. I don't care what the director says. This is your show. If you don't think it's funny, tell them to go fuck themselves and do whatever you yeah. want. You know, obviously not do whatever I want. We have structure and stuff, but like, he said, like, I could veto anything if I thought it wasn't, yeah, wasn't it's, funny. It's all a reflection of you. And I yeah. and I got to tell you, I was, you know, I don't know, it, it was a while ago and I was younger. And, you know, you see certain things that kind of help shape your comedic sensibility as mm -hmm. a young guy. And I always thought, and even today, that show is still so interesting and so well done. Thanks. And it's it's up there with, like, if I were going to, if I was going to lump comedy up, you know, you have all your down the middle sort of sitcoms and then you have like your your stuff that's offshoots that are some people would call niche, but um, appeal to me a little bit more. You know, mm -hmm. the, the stuff down the middle, you know, Big Bang Theory or whatever, like just down the middle comedy. I've always kind of gone this way, you know, like shows like so you think I think you should leave on Netflix, mm -hmm. um, Kroll show, you know, like, yeah, even Ch Ch Chappelle show had certain sketches that were that way. But your comedy to me, was so uniquely de and well defined um, Thanks, in man. an eight. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I've always thought it, I've always thought of you as very um, uniquely funny, which is so hard to do in a, in an area <laughs> where everyone is literally a comedian on Instagram or YouTube. And um, I want to know, kind of, like, I mean, you kind of answered it. Jimmy kind of <clears throat> just said, always. He's just saying be true to what you think is fun, yeah. right? Because the show wouldn't work if I wasn't because it was it was it was a specific to the type of weird videos I was doing. So yeah. if I started taking too much direction and shit that I didn't think was funny, it was going to lose like what it was, right. which was my weird sense of humor. Yeah. And which, it's one of those shows where somebody says they love that show, it gives me a very clear insight into their um, humor, you know, yeah, like yeah. what kind of stuff that they like, you know what I mean? So I, I love that show and I, I'm actually just interested in you as a person and I loved your, you know, um, your cooking, your, your cooking stuff that you've done in the last few years, oh, yeah. but your Twitch stuff and your streaming stuff has got me super interested and I, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, that's been taking a lot of my time up. Well, okay, so I've always I want to ask one thing about the MTV yeah. show before yeah, yeah. we go off of it. Were there suits at MTV who were like, no, like you said, you know, you have to do <clears throat> your thing. So were there people who were giving yeah. you shit saying like, no, we got to change this? Mm, there were some stuff that when we send the videos to, because of like pushing the envelope too much, they would say, no, yes, no, yes. But it was like more logistic, like right shit or stuff that was like uh, too edgy for the show. Yeah. Um, but uh, because uh, Tony DeSanto's the guy at MTV, he had like a lot of faith in, in Kimmel. And they didn't know what to tell us to wrangle us because it was such a weird show. Yeah, they yeah. kind of let us just go crazy. Um, and Tony DeSanto, he was trying to do a show with Jimmy for a while. And he kept saying, yo, if you have anything to pitch... And Jimmy, for years, never brought him anything. 
And then finally, he brought on my show, and they showed, like, my videos and stuff. And, you know, they did a pilot, and I had to wait, like, two months for them to watch it because they go on a retreat, and they watch all the pilots together. Mine was done really early. So I had two months of second-guessing myself, Mm -hmm. thinking about all the dating shows (laughs) and reality shows, and I'm like, my weird ass is going to come on screen, and they're going to be like, next. Yeah, Yeah, it was like Jenny McCarthy (laughs) then, right? Like, singled out or whatever, all that shit. Um, So they were like, um, you know, two months later... I got a good call, and I was like, holy shit, I can't believe it, you know? Wow. And then you got to worry about, like, are they going to really pick it up, right? Once they take more episodes, then you have to worry about, are they going to, is it really, or right, that call was instantly that, like, you're on. Well, the first call was basically, yes, we're doing a pilot, and then after we did, like, a pilot, submitted it, it was two months of waiting, just wondering if they're going to pick it up or not, and then when they called, uh, that's that was, like, their call saying they're picking it up. That's great. That's dope. I, you know, against a, a, a sea of shows that are like Laguna Beach and like if you're an executive <laughs> and you're, you know, everyone's always looking for something different. I mean, it must have played in your favor to be so unique and different uh, up against a lot of just like cookie cutter. I think sometimes, I think sometimes it really works in your favor yeah. and sometimes and it it's you. the opposite. They're like, we're not looking for anything like this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's a risk. If I pitched that show to MTV today, I mean, yeah, they'd probably be like, "Where's who's he dating in this show?" Right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, who are you dating? You. Why didn't you tell <laughs> them? Yeah. I told you we Surprise. could tell them. Surprise! Come here. It's so. It is so great when somebody says yes to something where you're like, "Yes!" Like, who said? I want to meet who said. I love this show, but who the fuck? Like, um, <laughs> the first time I saw, uh. Well, I can't believe I'm gonna. What's the the Cartoon Network, the late night Cartoon Network? Adult Swim. Yeah, the Adult Swim show that the guy. Did, why am I blanking on his name right now? The comedian that was like so off the wall. He like interviews people in with Hannibal Burris. Oh, oh, Eric Andre. Eric Andre. Yeah, like yeah. when I first saw somebody like let that go, I was like, I want to know who's yeah who's in there who's like Eric yeah. Andre is a genius. He, yeah, for yeah. sure. He's so he good. pushes it so fucking far, Amazing. and I'm like always amazed. Like the scene where he's like uh, getting chased by a police officer into a store and he <laughs> yeah. starts hardcore making out with the cop. Like that level of like commitment to something so fucked up is so good, man. Yeah. yeah. there's It's great. And it's good to know that that stuff can, you know, make it on TV and people can take a risk. And, you know, it's 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 great. Well, that- like you said, you're seeing like <coughs> Laguna Beach and this and your brain just goes like, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden the Eric Andre show comes on the first time and it's like. Like you can't believe what your eyes can't believe what they're seeing because it's like yeah. this isn't supposed to be on TV. Like people are yeah. supposed to see this, like you said, in a room and be like, no, you know, yeah. you have to change. It's so dope when people say yes. Yeah, I mean, you so you go from making, um, you know, a show on, you know, a television show which has a structure, like you said, you know. Mm-hmm. Now you're on. Now you make live streams where there's essentially n- no real rules. The, the rules that you're ob- abiding <coughs> by are like the rules of being a human being in an open space. Uh, I mean, mean, there are a lot of rules as far as, like, getting banned, like, I mean... Filming in stores and things like that, right? Well, no, I'm talking about, like... Oh, uh, on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what I want to, I want to ask is, like, you know, I've, I've seen things where, like, you know, Dr. Disrespect gets banned for filming somebody in a bathroom and things like this. Yeah, a girl takes her tits out when you're just out and about, and you're like, oh, that's cool, but I'm banned now. (laughs) What's happened? Have you had to come up against something like that? Yeah. You've been banned... Uh, I've been banned once. Once, okay. 
But I mean, I've had a lot of near ban experiences. Yeah. That, like, what do you do when it's out uh, of your control? Because you're in public. You do a lot of walking around. Yeah, I mean, well, one of the biggest clips I have is like this guy we call Homeless Willy Wonka. <laughs> uh, who the fuck? I'm just going to turn my phone off. My phone keeps buzzing every fucking second. Sorry. We I got to imagine your data plan's got to be. Um. <laughs> Well, I have a streaming backpack, and it has, like, four separate mobile, like, router type things. And then... um, I've seen your rig that you're holding up. It's got to be heavy. Well, I have a new rig now that requires a cameraman. I'm shooting with, like, an A7 III. Oh, okay. With, like, a wide lens. Because I just want to up it, and now there's a new 1080 server, and I literally can't hold this heavy-ass fucking camera and stream. So now I've been hiring a cameraman... So you've got a guy now. IRL, yeah. Yeah. But that just started like a yeah. week or two ago. It's just, when I've watched, it's just been you. you this The I mean? quality is like fucking five times better now. Wow. Uh, so it's worth it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, you could get banned for shit like that, but normally, sorry, I drank last night and I'm a little, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think what's good about doing outdoor IRL content, like not everybody could do it. Not everybody could be kind of like, feel like super open to talk to every stranger you walk across and i don't put cameras in people's faces and stuff but i get a good judge of character when i like you know i see someone smile looking at the camera like i get to start talking to them right um and uh yeah like my best stuff is when i'm like traveling like i go to japan all the time yeah streaming in tokyo oh your japan stuff was great thanks um what what makes you what made you? Because you're one of, I guess we would, we would call you a pioneer in the IRL, the, the <coughs> real life sort of. Because Twitch predominantly has always been known as just games. Games, right? Yeah. I started when it was just games, and right when IRL came out, I remember when you hopped on. I was like, it gave. I was like, oh shit, Andy's hopping on. I'm like, he's because you you don't generally tend to miss when you do something. Um, I'm sure maybe you maybe you do, and you can fill me in. But um, yeah, I mean, pitching shows definitely. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, but that's mostly a missed game. Yeah, you know, for most people, I I feel like. For you to put that much energy um, on a on a site like Twitch, you must have seen something, and something must have just clicked with you. What was that? What made you think that I, that was going to be the site? Well, I was always doing it as a hobby. It was never serious to me. It just was a cool platform. Mm-hmm. I like games, but I'm not a hardcore fucking gamer. Right. And then as soon as it opened up to where we could stream outside, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I could kill this shit. Right. I went from a couple hundred viewers to like 1,300 viewers like overnight. Um and then I started, that was at a time where I was going to give YouTube a second chance. Mm-hmm. And it was like when the vlogs and all the like, have you ever had an avocado? Have you ever had an <laughs> avocado? Press one below. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this shit is lame, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, so um, I started seeing the numbers grow and started making money on that. And I was like, oh, this is like easy for me. Mm-hmm. Streaming games and holding an audience, not easy for me. Walking outside, going to drink, talk to random people. Yeah. That shit is easy. Um, so I started doing that, and then I saw the value of do- to doing that in different countries because it's more like a lot of people watching <clears throat> maybe have never been to Tokyo or have never been to Greece. Um, so that's just been my thing now. So, like, I, I do, like, you know, there are months in a row where I don't leave, and I'm just streaming Sometimes inside, sometimes walking around L.A. Yeah. And then the big things are when I go travel and when I go to another country, it's usually for like a whole month. Yeah. And I just stream like 
10 hours a day. I love the fact that you can just pick up and go somewhere. Yeah. You know, do you have a pet? Do you have pets at home? No. Yeah, you just get to go. Yeah, I can't do pets. So, so here's my question for you. Except is, for you. You're yeah, I'm pet. your number one. I'm your you number one to, bunny. You know how to pee in yeah, the, pee for the you. toilet. <laughs> pee in the toilet for you. Um, what keeps me off, and I've, I've racked my brain on, on how to do Twitch numerous times, but to me, when I see people that are super successful on Twitch, it's hours and hours and hours a day, and sometimes more, way more work than um, I did when I first started on YouTube and when I yeah. was crushing on YouTube. How does that play into you mentally, and how do you keep uh, doing it every day or, or and maintain a schedule? Because consistency, no matter you're on YouTube or you're on Twitch or you're on, uh, you know, uh, Mixer, you know, any of these sites really rely on an audience knowing that you're going to be there when you say you're going to be there. I don't have a schedule though. So you just go live. And whenever. that might help me, but yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like I would, I, I put a lot of hours in. So that's in. good to know. I just don't have a schedule. What's I, the uh, longest you've gone without streaming in the last like couple of years? In the last three years, the longest I've gone is probably about a week. See, that's grueling. I mean, it can There's, be. Mental health has got to be a, an issue. You know, I think mental health is more of an issue for people who stream video games every day. Huh. They don't leave the house. Yeah. They call Postmates every day. That's They're true. staring at a screen all day. They're sitting for 10 hours a day. Yeah. And I'm out there fucking eating sushi, getting beers with like random people. Right. And meeting people all over the world. That's a like, good point. That is definitely, I think on... Um, Service value, it's more work. Yeah. You have this technology that sometimes is like up and down. Right. You're constantly like moving around, getting on planes. It's a lot more work than I think than sitting home and playing a video game. But as far as mentality and mental health, I think being out and about, you kind of like the camera disappears a little bit mm -hmm. and you're still having awesome experiences in different countries. Yeah. Meeting cool people going to nice restaurants, getting a few drinks, mm -hmm. seeing cool tourist spots. Like, I'm a big, big Bourdain fan, and I've always wanted to do a travel show. And I might do a produced travel show. I'm working on, like, trying to pitch that type of thing. But getting to do it live is, like, it. if I'm streaming and it's more than paying for all this, like, travel, yeah. I mean, I, like that's is it a dream. worth it to go to TV at the point where you're doing really well on Twitch? <clears throat> I mean, TV is doesn't exist to me anymore. But yeah. I would like to go to like Netflix or Hulu sure, or sure. like a web based thing, and I do see value in that too because produce content, edited content, we could focus on some really really good stuff and right. not like there was three hours of them just talking at a bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of people like that because it's live and they get interact with it, but. To make like a more concise show with like you know more good moments and condensed, I think has a lot of value too. And mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that I see on Netflix, it's good, and I like hearing about the chefs live, and I like hearing about whoever's hosting the show talk to them. But a lot of it is just very normal conversational shit, and I want to flip that on its ass and make it a little wackier and more fun. Right. You know. Yeah, I agree. I do. You have. Um... A favorite do you do you have a favorite streamer do you have somebody that you watch that's like doing something very interesting that you enjoy or <clears throat> i watch a lot of like-minded streamers just because outdoor travel content is more interesting than watching a video game to me yeah so there's a guy called hitch 
who travels all over the world by hitchhiking and he streams his whole That's experience. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, he's like one of a kind. Um, yeah. And then there's like uh, EXBC are my friends. They're a Korean married couple and they always keep it interesting. They go digging for clams. They get on boats. They go all over. I love like, that stuff. That yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of people doing very interesting stuff on Twitch that you it's hard to find. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I stumbled across uh, somebody was like, "Hey, you should watch this Sushi Dragon guy on Twitch." And I started watching. Oh sushi yeah, that's my Dra- boy. I love Sushi Dragon. He's great. Super nice. Um, but this guy essentially is in his garage. I don't know if he's changed, but he's like he was in his garage, complete green screen setup. He has these like magnetic little keyboards and um, things on his body, and every time he touches a button, it does a different thing on the screen. And he's Switches doing live cameras. music yeah. videos. I watch. I've seen them. Yeah. Oh, dude, Un- unreal! Th- th- yeah. Those are the type of things that when I see, like, that's the same feeling I-, I saw when I saw you out and about in the world. Is like, oh, here's something that's taking a platform that generally is known for this, mm-hmm. and they're doing now this with it. And it, and it made yeah. the idea of what that site for me change into like a much bigger, broader yeah. thing with a ton more possibility. <clears throat> Definitely. But um, also the amount of work goes into it for something that you do versus somebody who's like, you know, a shroud. And nothing against <laughs> what shroud does. He's hi- a highly skilled person, but there's a type of personality. You can either be the highly skilled streamer that doesn't have a great personality and people will watch because you fucking own people on the mm-hmm. game that you play. And then you have people like you who are magnanimous and go out and like are personable and can get themselves into interesting real life things that aren't produced. And then you have people like Dr. Disrespect who are like good at both. They have good at both. They're good at games, but they also have the <clears throat> character they built and a personality. Yeah. I don't see him get out much, but I don't know if that's necessary for him. But um, yeah. what's new? Like, is besides Hitch, I mean, is there anything that the site is that you've seen that that's like um that we you know somebody's doing something super fresh or new <coughs> or, is it, um, or what's what's the state of twitch if i was going to start streaming should i look at twitch or should i look at mixer or should i go back to youtube and do youtube streaming i i don't know these are questions that i don't i know. think for live streaming twitch is easily the best not yeah. just because i'm on it but mixer is mixer is still really small and mostly video games they don't give a fuck sure. about outdoor streams yeah uh and youtube is just I don't know why they didn't do this sooner, but they should have a clear cut thing on the YouTube front page where this is the live stream section mm-hmm. and have yeah. it categorized and, and really nice to look at and easy to find streamers. Yeah. And this is the video section, but they didn't. And it's really kind of like whack. The chat is whack. The culture behind the streaming, there's no real culture behind it. Um, yeah. And I just think Twitch is like clearly way better. Um, yeah. I think, what's going on a little bit differently now is like produce content. Like even, even my shit's not super produced, but I'm using a really great camera now and it's starting to look like almost like, you know, you uploaded a 1080 YouTube video Mm -hmm. and to do that on a stream for eight hours in a different city, that's really cool to watch. Cause like that's the realest form of reality you could get because you can't cut anything out. You can't edit it out. If I get into an altercation or if something funny happens, I mean, I don't do this shit anymore because it's like cringy. But like when I was really just drinking a lot, because like IRL is really good for just getting hammered sure. on fucking stream and stuff. Like I I was like making out with some sloppy girl in like San Francisco <laughs> at a bar just with the camera pointed right at us, like no giving a fuck. And then t- fucking 10 minutes later, 
She goes, Andy, I want you to meet my boyfriend. <laughs> and that dude walks up oh, no. and shakes my hand. And I'm like, what the fuck? We plug our Twitch and channel. you can imagine the, the chat room, how it went when oh, they saw God. the whole thing go down. I feel like you're That's crazy. like mental health wise and all that. It's different for you also because you like really, you try and promote like a positive vibe and positivity. Yeah. And this where like these other kids, they see that the conflict shit gets more views and they just fall into that trap, you know? Yeah. And I um I have a pretty strict chat room where like my chat room isn't all like emote spam and shit. People have conversations in my chat room because if they don't, they get banned. Mm -hmm. So when you when I'm walking around like a cool city, I have like a lot of people who are like funny and conversational and talk about what's happening behind me. And maybe my stream could be twice as big as if I just allowed it to go like a slot machine. But to me, the best part of streaming and sharing an experience is getting feedback and reacting to that feedback. It's like a it's like a two way street. For sure, and man. without that, the only interaction you have with chat is people donating to you, and it's just like yeah, that's weird. It's not as good, man. It's just not as good. So I have a strict thing where like if people post a lot of emotes, they instantly get timed out. If people post in all caps, instantly timed out and banned. And we Monsters. have like more of a cool chat environment where people are like maybe they say a couple fucked up things here and there. You know, they're not they're not angels. Right. But people who have streams like that, I feel like are just so much more fun. Imagine going to watch someone stream interactive stream and when you type a sentence the second you hit enter, it's like 150 <laughs> yeah. lines back. Right. Yeah. That's not a good experience for a chat room. No. For sure, yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like um, I've definitely been in Twitch chat rooms where sometimes I'm getting involved in the chat more than what's even happening <clears throat> yeah. on camera, you know? And we were just talking about this in the car is the audience on people who are doing it really well, their audience is, is a living, breathing organism mm -hmm. that is its own thing and it's adding value in some way, whether it be interesting conversation or or what, but it's... You know, that's something I think PewDiePie does really well. Yeah. The, his audience and his fans create content. They're um, they're not just like there to promote. They're there to enhance what the product is. And yeah, I, that's really hard to do. I mean, I've been on Twitch a few times and just to, you know, just to gauge what it was. But I can still remember the the you know how there's like every time you start a chat, the same five people hop in first. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I still remember who those people are. Mm -hmm. The connection I had with people on Twitch was way deeper and more meaningful to me than anything yeah. on YouTube. And that's what always and it still keeps me like very interested on like how can I do what I want to do but on Twitch. It's it's um to me it's clearly something that has a ton of appeal. But uh, I'm also you make not a technically show. savvy. You just make a produced show that's that they haven't seen before. Yeah. Um. Um. This one is not groundbreaking at all, but I just got a green screen built in my uh, apartment. Mm -hmm. It's taking up like the whole like wall, and uh, I have a funny looking couch in front of it, and I don't want to do what Sushi Dragon's doing with all the technology behind it, but. I just want to invite friends over and do like improv shows. Sure. I have a monitor stand with yeah. the chat room up and they can make suggestions. Maybe have a like a bin with some goofy costumes and shit and just do like super f just fun improv comedy for yeah. a few hours. And, you know, other people do it. Not many people do it, but 
I think that stuff is really cool. Yeah, I've I've had I've actually had a couple conversations with Sushi Dragon. He was like, mm -hmm. "Dude, let me know. I'll come down and help you out." And I'm like, "I there's no way in my head I can do what he does because he's yeah. like he's like a he went to MIT. And we don't want to really bite. His I don't want to bite any... his style. But the interactivity of the using a green screen mm -hmm. with um, backgrounds and like animated backgrounds and things like yeah. that is super attractive and. Um, You're super attractive. I know, dude. There's something um, here. I know I was gonna come. How did? Where did you guys meet? We talked about we're fucking. It was through YouTube. Some YouTube shit. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. it was like uh, it was something through Maker. Yeah, yeah, at some point, I think Maker repped his channel. Yeah, um, and we met at like a couple parties or something. But um, yeah, I always remembered like you know you were one of those guys. I'm like, oh, he's a lot more chill than like you would think you are. You know, if you didn't <laughs> know, you know yeah. you. I, I knew you from your MTV show. So I was like, yeah, oh, this guy's probably super Hollywood. Mm -hmm. He's probably like, um, ten, you know, he's very tangentially related to the Jackass crew in some way where, yeah, yeah. you know, he's wild. He's like, you know, I don't know if he does stunts. Doing he's coke one. and- Yeah, maybe, dr maybe drugs, but you're very yeah. not, you're not that at all. Nah. You're actually just super chill. And, and when I was drinking, I remember like, Oh yeah, this guy drinks. He's not drinking a lot. He's just like he likes to talk and have and talk about food and like talk about the richness of life. Whereas you know <clears> some <throat> people just yeah. like get hammered and do cocaine and, <laughs> and Molly and what other ones? Did you do? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Yeah, uh, no, no, yeah. We I mean, I had a lot of real jobs in New York. It kind of like built my character, and then I got into LA shit. Yeah, a little bit later. So I think I kind of had my core. Vibe before yeah, I ever you were, moved you were to baked. LA. You were already. I mean, not not in the sense of you know mm -hmm. drug use, but you were for twenty, bro. Yeah. Oh my god. So uh, how did you? How old were you when the like the Jimmy Kimmel shit? Like the beginning of your like twenty seven. So what were you doing before you were twenty seven? I was a network administrator in an accounting firm in Manhattan. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> yeah. you're super tech savvy, and that's helped well, you, I imagine. I mean, it helped me be innovative to create. Yeah. Uh, websites and have a computer with a webcam and start making videos mm -hmm. before it was a thing. I had to I had to upload three separate uh, videos for people's because their computers were so slow. The internet was so slow, and because of different formats, I had like every video I posted. There was a WMV file for PCs. There was mm -hmm. a MOV file for Mac, Mac, and then I put a zip file up for people who couldn't stream it, and they downloaded the zip file to watch the video. That's so, cool. So, like, definitely the tech shit got me a head start yeah. with creating content, for sure. So, how long before you quit your job, before you were just like, like, what had to happen before? <clears throat> I didn't quit. I got fired. <laughs> I got fired because of the fucking, the shit blowing up, though. Really? So, Kimmel started putting my videos on, on, on his show. Radio station started calling me and all this shit started happening. I would lock myself in the office and try to get the shit done really quick and get my job done too. And they'd be like, Andrew, I need you to fix my server. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'll be right there. Yeah, man. So, man, yeah, Hollywood shit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so they brought me in. They fired me because they said, you know, your, your focus is somewhere else. Um, and then, the, sorry for, I know this is really annoying sniffing and shit, but I drank a shitload of fucking you Korean rice apologize. wine last night. So I'm like, <laughs> um, so. People probably find it endearing. They, they're going to be like, this is so annoying. Um, so they fired me and then they hired a new guy and then they got another virus and the new guy had no fucking clue what to do. So they called me in 
I said, listen, since we didn't let you go on bad terms, is there any way you could help us out? And I was like, hell yeah, this is dope. I took the subway, went in, fixed everything up real quick. Um, and then the the PR guy brought me in, or HR guy brought me in. And he said, you know, <clears throat> since you came in today, um, we normally weren't going to have to give you unemployment, but we're going to give you unemployment since you helped us out today. And that was big, right? And then he goes, but, you know... I know you can't do your full-time thing. He goes, if you want to just be hired hourly as a as a consultant, what's your hourly rate? <laughs> and I told him a pretty high hourly rate. <laughs> and he said he agreed to it. And then I it started to be to the point where I was working like 15 hours a week instead of 40 and getting paid the same amount. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Incredible. I finagled the nice Hollywood little shit. deal. Did, I still had time for my Hollywood shit. And then shortly after, I just I, I pieced out to L.A. But that was a cool little ending of my last oh, real job. Cool. <laughs> no, that's a great way to leave it, you know? And who knows? Maybe you could still do it on the side. Just up your hourly rate. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. always have something to fall back on. <laughs> yeah, There's not the... anymore. Computers change so quick. I wouldn't know how to fucking manage a server these days. Yeah. That's the part that freaks me out is just what's, you know, you watch somebody like Sushi Dragon or I watch somebody like you and you've got a backpack full of shit. And I'm like, the barrier to entry is too high for a guy like me who isn't great with computers i can like edit something on a mac but like am i overthinking it or learning learning the streaming backpack takes a little bit of time but it yeah. is not difficult yeah it's all about sending the bit rate making sure you have four out of four connections you lost me um <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out i'm out <laughs> sending the bit rate having four out of four connections when you send it it goes to uh, obs cloud but basically all you didn't have even know obs had a cloud so all you have is basically an app yeah. where you hit, once the data is sending, you hit start stream. It's really, really easy. Wait, so you can use OBS as an app? You so don't you can like get you, your overlays you, you and You remotely stuff? send a command to to OBS through uh, through an app. That's at your computer? That's on your phone. On your phone. Oh, no, the, the OBS cloud is something you pay for. Oh, okay, okay. And it's someone else manages it. There's a lot of people it. listening to this. You hear that out there, guys? The Cosmos. OBS cloud <laughs> is an app. Very specific, <laughs> but I know every single person watching was really hoping I explained that. Well, yeah, my dad was on the edge of his seat. Like, wait, OBS? I've yeah. used OBS, and and that was always the part that I've got fucking lost in. You know, it's like I, I would like. What right, is OBS? It's it's an app uh, program that you use. Well, I'll let you explain it, but I'll I'll tell you what I know about it. It's a program you use where you put in like you can put in uh, text over your screen. You know, where you put your donation basket, where you add <laughs> movies, and and yeah, uh, you can do gifts. And then you can couple it up with something called Streamlabs. Or Stream Elements. Or stream Gang elements. shit, boy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's just basically the app where you, it, you know, shows your camera and it allows you to stream. It's basically the main tool where you hit start stream and it has your video and all your alerts on it. So it's the filter between your, like, your stream and your audience, like, before it... Yeah, before it goes out to your audience, right, right. you see the video of yourself... And you hit start stream, and then it just then you go live. Wow. So, uh, is there one thing in the last couple of years that happened to you that the cameras weren't on, and you were like <clears throat> devastated that they missed it? Mm. Devastated that they missed it. Not really. I mean, I 
I've been happy they missed some things, but mm. I don't know. I haven't been like, oh man, they missed this awesome moment. I actually, the last place I lived, I I doxed myself because I really wanted to get the content so bad. There was a fucking which to everybody out there is letting people know your location. Yeah, so I was in Koreatown and I started hearing cars like skidding and shit, and I walked out. I mean, to my balcony, and and then I saw like every single car was the traffic was bumper to bumper blocked there was a whole circle of people <laughs> and there were people drifting and just going crazy right in the middle of fucking 6th street in Koreatown just drifting with it looked like a fucking movie and you just see rows and rows and rows like a hundred cars behind them <laughs> And like regular traffic, not like streetcar street. A lot of the people guys. just no. A lot of people just got out of their car and uh, walked up to it. They like planned a thing, so it was just like blocked off. The street was blocked off. That shit happened. And I was huh? streaming video games, so I was like, "Fuck it!" And I grabbed my phone and I just started streaming off my balcony. The whole shit going down. They're like people in chat were like, "What the fuck?" And the streets are going like Arr! like crazy. Yeah. And then you see a cop car going to the middle, and everybody's like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" Like chat, the chat was like, "Oh shit, oh shit!" And they turned their sirens on, and then the cop car started drifting. It was like what? a what? tricked out cop car, and oh, then wow. and then the real cops came, and then you see a mob of like a couple hundred people running, like it was an apocalyptic movie, just like running towards the car to get into like not get. And in that trouble. was all on stream. And I caught it all on stream. I was streaming some game, Nuts. and I said, "Fuck this!" I hit stop. Yeah. I opened up my like phone, and I started streaming it. And I showed my whole like area where I lived, yeah, but yeah. I had to get it. It was fucking. It was well, what cool. happened then? So did people show up and be like, "Hey, is Andy home?" No, they but people knew where I lived, and they were like saying it in chat and shit. Well, so. you said before we started rolling, is you know you you move almost every year. Mm-hmm. Now, I might stay in this place I'm at right now for two years, though, because yeah. I really like it. It's kind of like a downtown loft, and I have room to do a lot of shit. What is it about you that likes to explore and go do things? And <laughs> wh Why do you do that? <clears throat> I like to sit at home, to be honest. I'm comfortable. I got my shit, you know, and for me to go out and do something, it's kind of like a, a thing for me. I don't know. I like, I mean, I'm from New York. I like, I like walking yeah. around different neighborhoods yeah. and Venice. I had to, I, I loved living in Venice. I would ride my bike by the beach all the, all day. Me and my friend lived in the same building and we would just fucking, we'd be outside every day. Were you like, and Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesse moved to Venice. I like, right. I kind of trapped them to move to Venice, not trapped them, but I was like, he was thinking about moving to Brooklyn. I'm like, Motherfucker, come out to Venice. Yeah. He came out. He saw my apartment. Now he's the mayor. Yeah, now he's yeah. the mayor. But he came, saw my apartment, and we just rode bikes on the beach, and he was just like, bro, I fucking love it here. And he I goes, know your he apartment. Your apartment car. I had a friend live there on Rose. Yeah. It was dope. That's a real happening Doxed. part of town. Yeah, I was just going to um, say, you just, you just put him out there? No, he doesn't live there anymore. Um, oh. So, yeah, he was like, are there any places available? And- and I looked online, I'm like, yeah, and uh, he just got a dope place there. And he was unhappy with this place, and I found a new penthouse that was available, and it was right next door to mine. And he was like, oh, my God, you saved me. I hated that that unit. So he got a, a doper penthouse, and it was right next to mine, and we were literally next door, one door That's over. That's cool. And so, like, you know, if he's editing a YouTube video or for creating shit, something, just open my door, go into his door. Yeah. We had a cool thing going on. Venice Beach is cool, man. I I I, I lived um, 
right on the Venice Marina del Rey border when I was making <clears throat> YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And I, I loved going to the boardwalk for a period of time, but when I left, I was like, oh man, that place is fucking wild. And now my girlfriend's trying to get me to move back. See the um, boardwalk, yeah, the boardwalk is a thing where it's like, it's cool to be by the beach and be able to walk to the beach. But that boardwalk is kind of AIDS. It's like yeah. it's like tourist AIDS. It's one yeah. of the most It's bad places. art. It's bad music. It's like it's I, got wearing a, smell. a oh, there's a T-shirt that says I farted today. Like <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah. I can't wait to see ten more in a row. Right. Like um, so yeah, it's kind of fucking cringy. But outside <laughs> of the boardwalk, it's a dope community. Yeah, everyone's kind of like you Rose know is young dope. and. Rose is dope. Yeah, Rose is great. I mean, you know, there's there's just like, you know, especially since all the tech companies and stuff yeah. moved in, there's just a lot of, I guess, that's driven real estate and driven a lot of like the artists out, but also some of the richer ones in. It's kind of a weird thing that's happening there yeah. now, but it is one of the most unique places in LA. If you sure. want to feel like you're living on a vacation and you have the time, Venice is like the closest I've ever had to yeah. that. I own three bikes. I was outdoors like, every day yeah i wasn't creating that much and then that's when i started taking twitch seriously the reception in venice sucked and for three months before my lease was over i was taking round trip ubers to hollywood try to like get good streams in hmm. um and then once my lease was up i was like yo jesse i'm sorry bro this twitch shit is like what i'm doing right now and i literally can't do it in venice so yeah. i gotta bounce and i moved to west hollywood well that's good to know i didn't know the internet was that bad there I gotta think. I, I mean, gotta... with a streaming backpack, you could get away with it, but yeah. even with that, it's like very shoddy. And they don't allow like more cell phone towers to be created there because they're like, bro, that's not soy vegan, yeah. bro. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. put a tower unless it's made out of tofu, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you talk about like loving to walk around in New York and shit, whenever, because I lived in New York my whole life, yeah. whenever people ask me like, I'm going to New York, what should I do? And I'm like, they always are like, oh, I have a... Dinner on top of the Empire State <clears throat> Building. And I'm like, oh, you're doing the wackest, the wackest like, shit. Leave whatever. Go to the your... East Village. Walk around. Walk into a fucking like, don't bar. Don't plan anything. Yeah. Leave your room and walk around for six hours, and that's it. Don't but, walk around in any fucking... below 14th Street, preferably. <laughs> yeah. Or, or if you're doing it like uptown, also just stay away from like if you see giant herds of people. Yeah. Go the other way. Exactly. That's all it is. Because there's great. Like I grew up uptown. I grew up like 92nd Street. There's great shit. Oh, up there. that's like far up. Yeah. Where it's like away. From from like the craziness too. Yeah, even like the 80s though, like walking yeah. around in the 80s, the 70s, like all those streets. Like, like And then you got Central Park, Columbus Circle, the Time yeah. Warner Mall, that shit is, that shit's cool. That's yeah, that's already right to say, but that's very Times like Square touristy. Was awful. Yeah. Times Square is the it's fucking just, it worst. It gave me a headache. There's just fucking, just a lot of, it was like cyberpunk, Tokyo cyberpunk. It's just the amount of lights that are hitting you. <clears throat> and the, the speed that people walk at in Times Square is the craziest. They, like you see 60 year old, slow. like way too slow. Yeah. Like they're just, they're taking these like Venice baby speed. steps because everyone is like looking up and then it's just, so yeah. It's really, really bad. It's the worst part of New York. And then, like, if you really want to feel neighborhoody, if you go deep in Brooklyn or or like Queens, then you feel like, wow, is this really a borough of New York City? There's like no one on some of these blocks. You know what I mean? Like, and you're like, oh, this like, is a nice street. Yeah, like, you know, it's like, just it's like in New York City, you don't see that. Yeah, shit. it feels like slow mo. But some parts of the East Village or like that, like like Lower East Side, start to feel like that. Where you're like, wow. There's not, this is not chaotic at all. I can just all. dilly dally along the street. And I, I've been walking, like, I used to love just fucking walking around New York City, like 10 miles a day. Just go, mm -hmm. nowhere to bed, go grab, like, go work out, go grab lunch somewhere, go to not plan anything. And still, yeah. 
at least once a month or something, I'd be like, I've never seen this block before. Mm-hmm. I've never seen like what's over here. And you're the, like, there's, there's a few <clears throat> blocks in New York city where you're like, Oh, this is 1930. Like yeah. it's just super fucking crazy. Like all, it's all like grandmas on balconies and you see like yeah, yeah. they're all cooking and there's like, you're like, wow, this is. I like that about Chinatown. I still feel like Chinatown still sure. got a lot of that. Chinatown's cool. And yeah. the only one thing I, I'm a little salty about Chinatown for is they kind of took over little Italy. Now mm. little Italy is only like what? Three blocks. Like yeah. it's small now. Oh, it's now super it's small. tiny Italy, but Chinatown is dope. Uh, I was just in San Francisco last week. Chinatown in San Francisco is really awesome too. Yeah, I guess you, you do a lot of traveling. I mean, what's uh, you've been to Japan? I mean, what what's been? I the- went to mainland China. That was cool. I had to get a visa for that. I that was sh- cool because when I think China. of going to China, I go, I don't want to go to China, especially now. Yeah, especially now. Um, what so? What do you find in China? Because I I think of China as smog down to like 10 Maybe feet off the ground. Maybe that's why you keep coughing. <laughs> I think you got some shit, buddy. What, what things that you think about, did, were you thinking like, oh, China's known for this, but when you got there, you were pleasantly surprised or you were like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that they... Shanghai is kind of like a rich city. Not everybody's rich there, but uh, the skyline's beautiful. Um, it's not as... Like, if you want smog and you want fucked up lungs, go to Beijing in the Mm. winter. Mm. Like, Shanghai can have really bad air pollution days. But if you look at, like, the the thing, some days it's, like, on the level with L.A. Hmm. I mean, most days it's above L.A., but it's not all the time crazy. But um, there's a lot of cute little outdoor markets and street food and really cool bars. There's a lot of high-end stuff there, too. But uh, it's not easy to navigate without someone who speaks mandarin mm. but luckily i had some people there that spoke mandarin that i went with yeah um, i remember seeing you with like a group of people and then there was like a girl there was a girl was that japan where you had there was a girl that you liked. yeah remember that time you were with a girl no, no, no. <laughs> i mean that's every night she was like your host, <laughs> she was like your hostess or something my host i don't know what that means i don't know there she was had a, hair there was a girl you were going out with every night. It was like, uh, and you were. She was pretty much like your Japanese girlfriend. Was she Chinese? <laughs> Am I being I, super offensive? No, I don't know. I just don't know who you're talking about. He's a fucking pimp. Good research, Cass. Because uh, uh, you, I had a out. Japanese girlfriend one time. What sometimes, was that like? <laughs> sometimes, was she Chinese? Sometimes, she sometimes humans that are on my stream have vaginas. Yeah, hell yeah. Sometimes Damn. I want to touch them. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sometimes I might. Are what there other places we shouldn't go that you've traveled and you're like, don't fucking go to blah? I mean, I don't know. I don't hate it, but I think Paris is kind of a little bit blah. Like, usually I pick places where I feel like I have a good sense that they're going to be good, and usually they end up pretty good. Um, I was a little frustrated because I went to Europe in the winter and I did a lot of train travel to different countries once I was in Europe and I had big, heavy steel luggage and I had my streaming bag and I had so much shit and I didn't realize how annoying it would be traveling through like different trains by yourself with all this shit to carry. Cause when you're traveling on a train, you gotta like walk a ton and yeah. you're just like struggling with all this shit. When you go to the airport, you just get to the airport and you just wheel your luggage in check it in and it's easy but you know with a lot of luggage train travel is kind of annoying but there's not a specific place that i really hated i mean i think 
Santorini in Greece. A lot of people go to Santorini because it's the most popular island, and it is really beautiful. But going there to stream, the connection was shit, and it's just only tourists. If you want the culture, you don't go there because it's just everybody there is a tourist. Where's your family in Greece? Crete? Huh? Yeah, Crete. Did this this the showing off those research skills? The, the cooking you did with was it your grandma, your aunt? I don't know. My aunt, yeah, in the mountains. Some of the best shit I've seen online. Oh, it was just thanks. very. It was just very like this is a real uh, experience that I'm watching yeah. here. It's very fucking not American, which is interesting to me. Yeah, um, I love streaming up there because yeah. it's surprising. We're way up in the mountains. It's like it feels like it's a hundred years ago. Each village, the population is like 10. It's like really small town shit. Yeah. And a lot of places you go up there, you can't stream because the reception's so bad. But our property that like my, you know, it was my grandparents' house and now my aunt lives there and we all kind of own a piece of it. It just happens to be in one little unique village, like right by like the cell phone tower. Oh, perfect. And I get to stream, not just with a phone, but with my backpack in pretty good quality. So I'm up in the mountains at in like watermelon patches with my aunt <laughs> picking yeah. figs from a fig tree. Oh, she's hilarious. She has her. like chickens and yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm like cooking with her and she's really fucking just entertaining. She's funny as hell. She's, like, she's so funny. She's like 4'10". Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, you're, it sounds like you're fucking living the dream. I mean, you get to travel. <laughs> you, you, you're making good money. I mean, is there anything that you still feel like you want to do i mean you talked yeah. a little bit about a, a a more produced show is there anything outside of that, that uh like i want to make a out? lot of more music like in, in, in oh yeah year. we didn't even touch on your music three locos and yeah but um the only negative thing for me on twitch is that i spend too much time on it and i really want to divide up my time more mm -hmm. to work on produce content pitching produce content and music yeah and if i could have a better balance of that even if I take a money hit, like a financial hit by not streaming as much, then it's going to be worth right. it for me because then right. I'll feel good about like, cool, today I did a music video. Today I did like some crazy like travel video, but it's like yeah. something edited that's going to live on YouTube that's going to have like more condensed good moments. And so I want to I want to try to make it where I don't put my eggs in one basket and more I like artistic it. balance. And it's a good time to do it because I spent the last three years building building up my channel. I have about like... Uh, almost a half a million followers on Twitch now, which for Twitch is pretty big. Um, That's and, huge. What? So I know for YouTube, in order to get numbers like that, you got to do it like a lot of collabs, right? You've got to get this person to be in your video or this person mm -hmm. to notice you. How does that work on Twitch? How do you grow a channel so you're just not at 100 views every day? You got to get a clip to go viral. You got to, I mean, <clears throat> what's, the, what's the sauce? Well, there are two ways. Being consistent and showing good, interesting shit. Because mm -hmm. if you think about concurrent views, you have 2,000 concurrent views. Over the span of eight hours, there was there was like over 20,000 people in it, right? So how do you retain the people? Yeah. If you're at a loud bar and they can't really hear you, you see your views drop off. If there's a hot girl on screen, you see your views go up. Right. If you're doing something really funny and cool with a cool backdrop, your views go up or stay the same. So... You can I think see it's it about, happening as it happens. Yeah, I think yeah. it's about consistently just providing good shit where people want to stay. Because if you have a good follower account, you have the potential to lock a big portion of that twenty to 30,000 people in. But a lot of people click on, click off. Mm -hmm. 
you can't prevent some of them, but some of them, I think if you have inviting content and you're really good with communicating to the chat or providing something funny or doing some music, um, you could kind of have more people watch. You know what right. I mean? It's, yeah. just, it's just the same thing as like switching a TV channel. If you start fl- switching a TV channel and you see something and you're just bored by it, or you're kind of like, eh. yeah. Next. Yeah, I That's mean, what it is on Twitch. I feel like there's a lot of like dull moments on Twitch because people, yeah. since it's not produced, you're, you're going to catch somebody. Like, you know, <clears throat> the amount of times I've come across a channel that was on the front page and then I click on it, um, or maybe not necessarily on the front page, but I click on a channel, it's just an empty chair, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, um, or they have a message that says, went to bathroom or like making my, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, Stouffer's or whatever it is. I, I, I can understand... Um, people clicking off and clicking back on, but it could just be. Pe- I, see, I like fucking with people like that. Though. I don't. I would never put a note saying I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back in five minutes. Mm. That's really pussy to me. Right. Like I did a video where <laughs> just like let it's hang. it's just a video of my closet door, mm. and I'm just like banging on the door from the inside, like, and I'm like I'm locked in here, and I'm like screaming, and I'm like, can you guys? I'll be out in a minute, and I just like pretend like I'm trying to unlock it yeah. for like an hour, <laughs> and I'm looking at the chat room, just giggling to myself, and be like, "Is he really locked in? Yeah. Is there anyone he can call?" And then I'm like, finally, like push it. I'm like, "Oh, I got it!" Uh, and I'm like, "Thank God I'm out!" And I'm like, "I gotta go!" And I just like end the stream. That's produced drama right there. Yeah, it's a whole thing. You're and you're. Uh... Your latest music, you talk about how you're trying to abolish people from eating nail polish, right? That's true. So do That's you true. do you write? Do you set a time aside? Do you set time aside to write music, or are you just like it comes to you, or how do you? Um, usually, I I make a point to go to a studio, uh, and I sit there, I listen to like maybe ten or twenty beats. I pick one that I like, and then the only decision I have to make now is because. Since so much hip hop is like um, melodic and autotune, I want to do that, but in a joking way. Because not, I see like you know, obviously there are rappers who do joke raps, but I don't really see people doing the melody stuff that much, kind of like as satire. So I kind of want to like enter that a little bit. I made a few songs that are autotune and people really liked them and they did well. So now, when I go to the studio, the only thing I have to decide when I'm making music is do I want to do traditional rap stuff or do I want to do like some auto-tune vibey shit that's kind of like airs on the comedic side, you know? Mm-hmm. It's two, like, feels like two separate genres, two separate types of beats. And do you ever, have you ever thought about if you had to pick one thing between <clears throat> like streaming, music, the comedy, that like, is there one thing where you're like, this trumps all of them? Like, I, I really love doing this more. Um, It's hard because... I would say comedy, but ma- like making produced comedy is very difficult and and takes a lot of like you know energy, uh, and um, and there's a ton of luck involved. It's really difficult, but I think sitting and listening to a beat, writing a song, and then within an hour having all your vocals laid down and having a rough cut when you t- hop in the Uber home, you get to play your own song in an Uber, and you're like, dude, in two or three hours. We have a finished song that maybe won't do well, but maybe it'll be something people are talking about for fucking five years mm-hmm. and playing it and referencing it for the next five years. The fact that you could create something that has so much staying power and that people will play over and over again and, and really fuck with in three hours. like the, the whole process of music is just so cool and inter- interesting to me. 
sorry. But overall, I think my strongest point is like doing weirdo comedy shit like that. But uh, so I, if I had to pick one, I probably would stick to comedy. As far as like what process do I enjoy the most is making music. Mm. No, you know what's so crazy? I was actually thinking about it yesterday is like you you made that show and the show is what everybody liked and it was so good. But yet when you bring up like that show, it's like there's no one who doesn't remember that song. You know, like the the intro. It's crazy. It's it's not That's, as soon as somebody says your name, it starts like playing in my head, and then I have it stuck <laughs> in my head for the day. It's wild. Yeah, it's it's crazy because like I don't know how long I spent on that song, maybe like an hour or so. But that that's what I'm talking about: is staying power with mm. music. Even yeah, though yeah. that was my show. That was music, right? It was a silly little jingle, but like, in fucking 15 years later, if someone comes up and says it to me on the street, which happens, you know, a decent amount. Like, that's just, that's so cool to me. Like, I think it's just kind of how our brains work and how, you know, how catchy shit gets just stuck in our brain and we just have strong memories of it. Whereas I, if I had to recite a comedy bit of, like, one of my favorite comedians, it, I would maybe get roughly the uh, an idea of what happened. But repeating a song, like, for me, if I, like, wanted to spit, like, one of Wu-Tang's songs from, like, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I, you know, I know some of them like word for word because just the way it sticks in your head. And it's crazy how it sticks in your head where like there's times where I hear like with funny shit, I feel like you just remember it or you don't. Where like yeah. with music, there's times where like I hear a song I haven't heard in 15 years and I remember every little fucking beat when the guy's like, uh-huh. Like, you know, yeah, like yeah, every yeah. little thing. And you're like, man, how is that? That's just fucking in there. The human brain just like, I don't know. It's, it's nuts how melodies and just, you know, just lyrics just combined together in like a perfect sandwich in our brain where we're like, oh yeah, I got that. Well, people say I've heard that uh, the reason why we love music so much is like for nine months when we're in the womb, it's just like boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah, our boom, mom's boom. dropping beats with her ovaries. <laughs> yeah. <I'm just> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's good. And that's why we just fucking do, do like it's so, you know, like think about how if you're at a dinner table and somebody's like, oh yeah, I hate music. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I don't fuck with people who say that. I don't I don't know I'm the last like, time. I'm just like, I don't trust you. And I think I, people learn to stop saying that. I haven't heard someone say yeah. that in so long. Someone's like, nah, I don't, music's not for me. Yeah, I'm just not into music. <laughs> it's like, I can see if you're like, ah, I'm just not into NASCAR. Like, oh, I don't really eat food. But I'm not into music. It's just like, you're a dull piece of shit. Yeah. You should go to a different planet. Your mother has no heart. Yeah. That's really what's going down. Yeah. He didn't hear the heartbeat in the womb because he was hatched in a fucking egg. <laughs> Where do we go to listen to your music? Uh, You just type in, uh, what's his name? Cool Keith. No, um, I have a SoundCloud. It's just yeah. SoundCloud and then my name and I have some... Music videos on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. And then your Twitch channel, Andy Milanakis. Yep. Twitter, same. Everything's just Andy Milanakis. Andy Milanakis. Thanks so much for coming yeah, in. Yeah, this was fun, man. Thank yeah, you, man. bro. Hopefully you'll come back. Hell I'll yeah. let you know about my streaming career. Let me know if you need help, bro. <laughs> I will. If you buy a, if you buy an IRL help, backpack, right. like, yeah. I could dial you in in a day. Do they sell can... them all ready to go? Yep. Who sells them? Uh, Unlimited IRL. Hell yeah. I'm gonna go if I move back to Venice. I'm gonna do something. Places a places a freak show. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need collabs. I'm gonna need you and Sushi Dragon. I'm gonna need. Hell yeah. I'm gonna need it all. Casim's back, baby. I'm back. 
<laughs> you back, bitch. Um, all right, hey, thanks for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Peace. Sorry for the sniffling. I smoked crack last night. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> we're, we're totally okay with that. Everyone in our chat is probably also on drugs. Um, hit the notification button if you want to get notified when our videos go live. And follow us on Instagram. Yeah, right? follow sure. us on Instagram. And Jamie's not here. We don't know if she's coming back. So tune we, in we next week. We love you, week. Jamie. Yeah. I love you. Thanks, Andy. <laughs>